When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking into wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring back our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Chris, what's going on, sir? Ah, uh, you know, not too much. Getting getting ready to watch a very very exciting tennis match. Uh, for my myself, that's you know, I'm only going to excite me, but I'm very excited about it. Chris, since you said you're watching tennis, I got to ask you to do it. Say Gail Monfils's name. Gail Monfils. You just love doing that. I can hear the joy in your voice when you say his name. I oh man, Monfils. I love it. I and, and again, I've I've told you this too. I, Stefanos Tsitsipas. I, I love it. It's 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 fun, especially to just stream Tsitsipas. You you put put a little bit money on him. He, he's a great tennis player, very good, especially clay court season. Put a little bit of money on him. Uh, you know, as long as he's not playing the doll or the the kid the doll is playing today, that I'm excited to see Carlos Acaraz, who's about to dominate this sport over the next ten years. But throw some money on Stefanos Tsitsipas and just yell his name out. It, you'll have a lot of fun. I promise. <laughs> I just love hearing you say Monfils and how much joy it gives you. But this is a football podcast, so we're not going to talk tennis anymore. We're going to answer your questions in the mailbag, and we'll start with Carl Wilms. And he says, since there's no rookie quarterback that anyone feels great about in this draft, is it too crazy to believe that Brees Hall could be a front runner for Offensive Rookie of the Year? No, not at all crazy, especially with what the Jets did with the offensive line and the way that the Jets' offense runs. I think Brees Hall, on paper at least, is one of the top candidates for the Offensive Rookie of the Year because you have to figure these running backs are going to touch the ball much more often than the receivers, 
And as we've talked about before, there are exceptions, Jamar Chase being one of them, Jalen Waddell, certainly one of them as well, and Justin Jefferson. But most receivers take some time to really get cooking. Jamison Williams probably isn't even going to start the season, so he's almost eliminated by proxy if he misses some games because he won't have enough games to win the award unless he goes crazy. And you look at the receivers in this draft and nobody's looking at them the way that they looked at somebody like Chase or Waddle last year. So when you factor that in and that there's no quarterbacks that anybody is pumped up about, you look at the running backs, Brees Hall is arguably the best running back in this draft. So he certainly is right there on paper in the running for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm not telling you to bet on that, but I'm also not telling you not to bet on it. The last couple of years, you know, obviously we... we talk about this the quarterback a normal year or just in a vacuum a rookie quarterback would be a blanket favorite to win this award um a rookie quarterback plays well and he's going to run away with the award almost regardless what anybody else does um and then it used to be you would put that you would give it more towards the running back the edge there i think we're going a little bit closer to um the the receiver drawing it and I think it's just a little a receiver tends to be a little flashier I think that's a large part of what was driving that's been driving all this talk about you need playmakers you need and it's just because it's flashy because it jumps up on the screen because when we're watching uh when we're watching you know uh on Sunday ticket on Sunday and all the games are going off you just see this receiver going nuts and you see that receiver going nuts and it's just, ah, oh, you got to get one of these receivers. So I think that kind of poisons media uh, guys' uh, brains a little bit. But also you you mentioned uh, everything you said is true and then also you look at somebody like Chris Olave is going uh, to the Saints now. You think he's going to put up uh, – I, I love the player. You think he's going to put up uh, crazy rookie receiving numbers with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill there? I, I don't know about that. So – there, you know, and then the Eagles traded for AJ Brown. That AJ Brown's a bet. He, that's not going to do the numbers. Um, so you guys think maybe the, some of these receivers won't be putting up the Jabbar Chase, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson numbers, tilt it back to the running back. And again, the the Breeze Hall thing. You know, we talked leading up to the draft about the Jets needed a uh, explosive power. You know, downhill, a one cut type running back. And he fits that. But the other part is he's also an all-around back. Uh, so, like, he is somebody that you they can go in three, four, four downs uh, player, you know. They, they can have him in. They can if they wanted to. They're not going to. They'll do uh, – Michael Carter's going to get plenty of touches. They'll have a third running back who's going to get touches as well. Um, they're going to split it up. But – he is capable of carrying or getting like 25, 30 touches a game. Um, so it's, it was a perfect fit in getting what they need, but then they also get so much more with him. And with the additions of on the offensive line, if there's a healthy Makai Becton for, you know, at least 15 games of the season and, you know, the second year in this system, we know how much they're going to try to run the ball. We saw how they started to have success running the ball at the end of the season and how I kept sitting there saying, there's one thing I'm confident about in this team and is they're going to be able to run the ball. And then they went and they added the, the actual 
did so much work in the offseason to, you know, improve in that area. Yeah, I have no doubt they're going to be able to run the ball. And I'm not, you know, I'll I'll go a little a little further than, than you here on your whole, you're not going to tell them to bet on it, but you're not going to tell them not to. I'm not going to quite get there because I need to look at uh, all the other uh, rookie situations, but I, I I'm I'm leaning closer to telling you to go ahead and throw something on it. Uh, I I'm at least you know again yeah that's what I'm throw something on it. Um, wait till next mailbag to ask me how much to throw on it. I'll I'll go and do the research, but right now throw something on it because that's going to be a fun thing for you to root for. I don't know what the odds are, but you know, it's going to be plus thousands. Like, so go ahead and throw like five bucks, whatever you want to do on it. And that will give you something fun to root for the whole season and hope for. And that's not just fun and to hope for, but like at least realistic, like it's, I'm not, it's certainly not a guarantee, but it's a certainly very realistic possibility. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Earth to Adam. He says, Scott and the very big deal, Chris Nimbley, if the Jets' draft picks were pizza toppings, what would they be? Follow-up, pineapple is definitely a pizza topping. Yeah, it's a pizza topping for psychopaths. That's what that is. So let's talk about this, Chris, because this sounds like fun. Pizza toppings, if we're talking about these draft prospects for the Jets. So I'm going to say, and this is going to be corny, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sauce Gardener is an extra sauce slice. So I like those. I'm a big sauce guy. So I'll get it with extra cheese and extra sauce sometimes. And so that's what I'm going to say Sauce Gardener is for obvious reasons. Garrett Wilson, to me, is a pepperoni slice. He's got upside. You know, at worst, he's still going to be pretty good. You're never going to have a bad slice of pepperoni pizza, even if it's not the best possible slice of pizza you can get. So that's where I would go with Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall, I would say, is a slice of sausage pizza because he has the potential to be awesome. And again, like Garrett Wilson, I don't think there's a lot of room for him to be really bad, barring injury. Knock on wood. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Jermaine Johnson. I'm going to say Jermaine Johnson is a buffalo chicken slice because for somebody that's never had one, you would think buffalo chicken pizza is kind of weird. Now, Chris, you and I have talked about this. We both like buffalo chicken pizza. But Jermaine Johnson is the player where he came in from last chance U, and then he transferred from Georgia. So he was a bit of a surprise, took people by storm at the Senior Bowl. His stock went up. He ended up being a first-round pick and all that. So I'm going to say Buffalo Chicken Pizza because he sneaks up on you and turns out to be really, really good. So that's what I would say with the pizza toppings. Chris, what do you think? All right. Uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed only because you kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, overlapping here. So I'm going to have to do some adjustments to my middle, my initial thinking because, uh, you know, we can't be having repeats here. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go. We'll start with sauce. Uh, I'm going to go for, uh, you know, I- I'll go with just a, a white pizza here, uh, a-, a white pizza here. Um, good, de- just delicious, perfectly white pizza here, especially because it's the top of the draft. 
And I'm not, my brain is not going to cornerback anymore. It's not what I'm doing. If, if, so you ask me for a pizza, my brain's not going to white pizza. But if you introduce a, a certain specific good enough white pizza to me, you get that in my head and I will jump on it and I will go for it. Um, so I am, I am absolutely good. I will go with that, with, with uh, Gardner there. Um, as far as Garrett Wilson, uh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go with a standard pepperoni there. Uh, it, it, good, solid pick. Can't complain. Can't complain about it. But, you know, uh, there, there's some room for uh, uh, more excitement. I, I, I could certainly have been more excited by the pick. Um, but I totally get it. And I, you will never hear me complain about a slice of pepperoni pizza. That's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for that there. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine Johnson, this, this, one's a, this one's a little tough for me here. Um, and, yeah, you know, hmm, what, what can I go with with Jermaine Johnson here? I think I'm going to go with something that's just this. I see. No, I'm going to I'm going to come back to that. I'll, I'm going to go to Brees Hall here and I'm going to go with the sausage pizza here and just load it up with protein for me. Just nice, healthy sausage. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm one caveat with sausage pizza for me. Big difference to me. If, if we're talking the crumble sausage, get it out of here. I don't want it. I don't want it anywhere near me. Just get it away from me. Don't let me see it. But give me, you know, nice slices of sausage on there, and I, I'm, we're ready to go. And you give me nice, solid slice. You you pick up the slice, and it's heavy. It's falling over. It's, like, hard to hold in your hand. A heavy, powerful slice of pizza. You eat that with the sausage, all that extra protein on it, and you're just like, all right, yeah, this is it. This is, this is, I'm satisfied. I'm fulfilled with this meal. <clears throat> That's the 30 touches of a, in a game type of, uh, of pizza topping right there. Uh, I'm going to, for Jeremy Ruckert, I'm going to go with taco pizza here. Taco pizza here is uh, something that I've, I've only had a taco pizza. I've only actually ever had it at one place. Um, and it's really good at this place. I've never wanted to have it anywhere else. I tried it. So a friend of mine got it at this one place. And so I tried it once and I was like, oh my God, this is actually really good. Um, and the reason why I'm doing this here is because at this point in the draft, uh, you know, I, I know people's heads weren't really thinking uh, a tight end there, but I, I think this is just such an underrated idea here. Um, and he can develop into something in this offense here that I don't know that people are, are quite ready for. Taco pizza is probably not the best answer here because I think I would want something a little more mass appealing here, but that's what I decided to go with. Um, and then, yeah, I'll go back to Jermaine Johnson. And then uh, I will say I, I'm going to add him as – bacon on the pizza here and just just straight up bacon because and this is all about where he was picked here because if you got him at 10 i'd probably be giving the the same exact uh garrett wilson pick there the pepperoni but you sat there 
got Sauce Gardner, and then went receiver at uh, at 10. And I know you, Scott, I know you were fuming sitting there through 25 picks. Man, they really didn't – they're really not going to come out of this draft with an edge guy. (laughs) And then they come back around at 26, and they get Jermaine Johnson. That's some good, thick, crispy bacon on that pizza right there. One might even say it's good process. Excellent process. And that, (laughs) you know, this, me, I talk about process all the time. So that's one of the things that's really kind of infuriating me about all that conversation about it is this, yes, this is actually excellent process. I don't know how you can possibly think otherwise. Next question comes in from Tyler Sloboda. He says, Fans are pumped up, but does the very big deal Chris Nimbley know what the feeling slash temperature is around the team right now? Personally, I think Joe Douglas knocked this offseason out of the park. Chris, I'm going to turn this over to you because you're the one with sources in the building. But from everything I can gather, it seems like people in the building are very much in line with the fan base right now. Yeah, now I'm going to start this off with the important caveat that, you know, this isn't the first time that everybody's been really excited about the offseason and the draft class. Um, specifically, I remember um, the the year uh, that they drafted uh, Sam Darnold. The year before that, towards the end of the season, like Bowles was such a miserable, just in such a miserable state. And it was like, you know, he was just beaten down from coaching this team that had no, no hope, no talent anywhere on it. And then, um, you know, he was sitting there and just wearing like, oh my God, I might get fired. This is terrible. Even if I don't get fired, what's going to happen next season? How can we possibly turn this around? Um, And he just wore that all over his face. And then Sam Darnold gets drafted. And that next, uh, you know, rookie camp, OTAs, uh, training camp, Bowles had a pep in his step, a giant smile on his face. Uh, Anyone Parks and Rec's fan, it's Ron Swanson coming in with the Tiger Woods red sweater after having sex the night before, doing his little dance. That's what was the smile on Todd Bowles' face every day going into that offseason. And we know how that ended up turning out. So I just, I want to be clear that, you know, this excitement only means that there's excitement. But man, are these people excited. The players are excited. uh, The coaches are excited. The front office is excited. Everybody is super pumped and excited. Um, This is, you know, the the sheer amount of players uh, early that, you know, this, we, there's all the jokes the Idzik 12 um remember talking about 12 draft picks all right but that's spread out over and this is also part of the reason why this you can argue about this being good process you got so many picks that high in the draft go ahead package those later ones and move up to get one more higher one because you don't want to bring 12 picks into draft into camp like you, last year that might work a little bit better uh this year, there's going to be tougher competitions for spots, so you got to go ahead and do that. So, but to be able to come away with, you know, essentially four first round draft picks because they tried to trade back up uh, for for Hall, uh, to be able to do that, and then to be able to come back and you still get like a record and you still get 
you know, the another edge guy and a defense, uh, offensive line depth. They're super excited. They're super excited with the uh, free agents additions, with everything they made last year. They're excited with the progress, what they've seen from Zach Wilson. Now, uh, you know, that's the thing that I'm going to be most skeptical about, and that's not even me doubting him. It's just quarterback. Um, so th- there's no reason for everybody not to be excited. If you're not going to be excited about this right now, then I don't know what to tell you. You're the only thing you're going to ever be excited by, by is actually seeing them lift the trophy at that point. Um, hey, they got a long way to go to, to get there, of course. But like, if, if you can't get excited over this off season, this roster, then I, I, I think, I think, you know, you might want to find a, a new sport, new interest or something to do. Um, this could, Again, Jets, Jets, get Jet. So this could blow up. That doesn't mean anything. But you should be excited. There's no reason not to be. Next question comes in from David Straczynski. He says, what is the current level of concern with Mackay Becton? And do you think the Jets will make a move to address tackle depth? Yeah, I definitely think the Jets will make a move to address tackle depth. I think they'll probably see if they can get a guy in third wave free agency or maybe somebody gets released in the summertime and they grab somebody there. Remember, Morgan Moses wasn't signed until the summer, so that's the type of move they could make. Max Mitchell is a guy that they clearly like as a possible swing tackle, but he may take some time to develop. As far as the level of concern with Mackay Becton, I'm going to throw that one to you, Chris, because again, you're the one with sources in the building. Obviously, with somebody that size, you're always going to have some injury concerns. And uh, in a sport like football, everybody has some injury concerns, right? Um, <laughs> we can get into, deep into semantics, just parsing the words there. Um, but obviously, you look at his size, uh, and that's going to be a little more likely to possibly have injury concerns. All right. So that's out of the way here. Um, as far as me actually being concerned about his rehab, where he is in the rehab, his weight being overweight, his his motivation, his desire. I've never had any uh, concerns or questions about that. Where I have had some concerns and questions is exactly what's going on with the coaching staff and how they feel about him. Um, and again, this could... This is very likely a situation where I would have a much better feel on it if it, if we were in the building much more often. But because we're not, I, I, I don't have a super good feel on exactly why the coaching staff is going about certain things. And we've talked about this a lot. It, it just seems like what I could say is they've just really kind of tried to make him like an example to everybody else to use him to be like, Hey, he was a first round draft pick last year, right before we got here. He was that top pick. He was, you know, coming in to build a, a, everything around him. And if, if you're going to watch us tell him he's not doing good enough and he's not going to earn it. So that's going to whip everybody else into shape. And I, that. That seems to be that the plan that that not not even seems to be that is actually obviously what's happened. Now, what I haven't been able to get a good feel on is if they're just doing they're just like okay, we're just going to use him as this guy, or if there if there's like they have some actual reasoning behind it. There was something that made them pick him. Um, 
I, that I don't know. Now I feel much better at this point now that they didn't go uh, the direction in the draft. I feel much better that they're that you know the noise about their feeling about this is being overblown, and it's really just being more of a motivation ploy, not just for him, but for everybody else. Um, we've talked about this a lot off, off air. I do not like this coaching strategy. I hate it. I think that it's awful. Um, and I think it, it risks blowing up in your face way more than it risks doing exactly what you want it to do. <laughs> and I also certainly wouldn't be trying to do it with a, a, a player at, that I think is as valuable as Makai Becton, but you know, I'm not an NFL coach, so whatever. Um, but yeah, I, what I don't know is how much the coaching staff really feels that way about it. Like, or if they were just using him there again, the fact that they didn't go, if they went that way early in the draft, then I would have thought much more, but again, injury concern and just Joe Douglas has talked about it since not just building up the line, but depth. Injuries are concerned for everybody, especially offensive line. So, yeah, they're going to continue to to address depth. But if you if a genie come down from the sky heavens and told Joe Douglas, Makai Becton will be 100 percent healthy, never miss another snap and play 10, 15 years, he'd still be looking to go and address uh, offensive line depth. You know, like that's there's never going to be a moment where Joe Douglas isn't thinking about improving the offensive line. That's going to wrap up part two of the mailbag. Make sure you follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work at JetsInsider.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic all 22 breakdowns of the Jets draft picks up right now. So watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach. The Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. Tpublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. 